Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, especially with Juneteenth coming up. We're brown <laughs> ambition. Hey, 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 Mandra, how are you? <coughs> Uh-oh. Pardon me, just the Rona. Um, oh, no, no, I am the last. The <laughs> I'm the last woman standing in my household who has not succumbed to COVID. It it came for us, Tiffany. It came like no. a dark cloud last week. Started with my cousin. And I'm torn between making her feel guilty or not. I know that there's no blame in it. Anyone can get it now. It's highly contagious, but it feels good to point a finger sometimes. <laughs> but um, yeah, so started with my cousin and then my baby, Rio, um, tested positive yesterday. Mm-hmm. So he's out of daycare for 10 days. Oof. And better believe they're not going to prorate the fee. Nope. I'm still going to pay all my $2,175. Right. Uh, so he's out of daycare. Um, okay. And it was funny. It's like when we were trying to figure out last night, I'm like, what's happening, Tiffany? Like telling you what's going on. And I'm thinking, you know, my husband's bu- busier than ever at work. And I do understand that intellectually, but also I do not care. I'm like, <laughs> you must stay home and help me. But he's like, no, I have to go in. But and I, I never imagined I would root for him to get COVID. But... <laughs> I might have whispered a tiny prayer. I'm just like, if he's positive, then he can't go. And sure enough, he woke up this morning. I'm such a jerk. Yeah, he woke up this morning positive and achy and wah, wah. So both my boys are in bed with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches right now. I tuck them in with two iPads and their sandwiches. (laughs) I said, mommy's going to work. Meanwhile, Mandy's over here looking fabulous. If he's just listening... (laughs) I mean, Mandy's hair. First of all, these curls are popping. I don't know what you've done new, if it's a new product or whatever, oh, but these thanks. curls are I extra popping. I keep a spray bottle. We rehydrate. I keep okay, a spray those bottle. Curls we rehydrate. Are life. They, okay. They pop. And a red <laughs> and lip. And then on top of that, tell me I was going to say, Mandy got a red lip on and it, 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 it is playing beautifully against her yellow shirt. I'm like, oh, Rona, where? Mandy's looking like, looking like, <laughs> <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. You can't look this good. And meanwhile, your boys are like, uh. everything is better with a red lip. <laughs> the same way I got Rio a brand new truck today and it just brought, he was like, Rona, who? You know what I mean? You got to, we have to fake it till we make it at a certain point. <laughs> But yeah, so um, oh, yeah. hopefully by the time you guys hear this, we'll start. They'll start fe- start feeling better, and I will not feel any different than I do at this moment in time. Fingers yes. fingers crossed. What's yeah, new with you? Um, actually, right before this, you know, um, I was telling you I was like, "Oh, I got to be with my attorney because my CFP, um, Anjali, which is a certified financial planner, which is like the gold star standard for financial advisors." 
she was like, Tiffany, you need to get your trust in order. And I was like, for why? Because I've got a really good, um, thorough will. And I was going back and forth. So I met with Tony, who's my attorney. And I was like, oh, because even me with all my learnings, didn't fully get the difference between a will and a trust. I kind of got it, but not really. But now I feel like I'm like a good 80%, like, okay, not like I can't be an attorney, but I'm like, yeah. oh, I got it. Would you like to know what I learned about trust? Educate me. I would okay, love so. to because I was told to create a trust too, and I forget why, but I was yes, planning exactly. to do it. So <laughs> yeah. typically, so so the main difference is a will is supposed to say, this is what happens to my stuff immediately after I pass away. Typically like up to a year. That's like how much control you have. Like I pass away, this is what I want to happen to my stuff up to a year. Right, a trust really is supposed to be like what happens in perpetuity. So if you have additional instructions, so let's just say for real, you're like, you know what, something happens to you, God forbid, and you're like, um, but right now, I yes, when I pass away, if something happened to me, then. Rio would get my assets along with husband. Um, but I really kind of want, because I don't want, because with children, they typically don't get access to whatever funds until they turn 18. But let's be real. 18-year-olds ain't ready for no money, right? No. Give and them so an, you give might them an say, AR-15, but don't give them money. Yeah, exactly. But you might say, because rule. I don't want my money or my assets to, to be given to my child, even when he's 18, at least not right away. I want to have more control beyond that. A trust is where you say he can get the like you know um, just enough for college at eighteen. He can get maybe um, half at twenty five and the other half at thirty. So a trust allows you to say beyond the initial. I'm not here instantly. What happens with my assets? A trust will allow you to make decisions years and years and years from now. So typically people get trust when they want to do that, especially with their children, or if they want to leave something for generations that are not even here yet. Yeah. So you can put things in trust. This is where the passing of wealth really happens. Mm Because it's not just your bank accounts, right? Is it also your assets and your business? You know, what happens with your business and all that? So with my trust, I was like, okay, so I have a really clear cut will. If something happens to me, my parents get some, some money. And then my sisters really just split my account four ways because that's it, you know? So, but I was like, um, but my, two of my sisters have children. So I wanted to dictate how I wanted that to look just because of what all that I'm going through with um, my, my late husband's assets. I'm like, oh, if I would have known this, we would have done this. I'm like, we're not doing that. So just to be clear, like if, if you leave money to a child um, the state that you live in will typically hold those funds until they turn 18. And then they really can't do anything. You know, the 18 year old can blow it, which they likely will. And I'm just like, oh, knowing what I know now, I'm certain that my husband would probably be like, oh, I probably would have want to divvy it out a little bit further. And so with, a, with my trust, that's what I'm doing. So I have accounts for all the children in my life currently. So I've got like um, custodial accounts for Alyssa, my stepdaughter, where most of her college fund is. I've got for my nephew, Roman, who is six, my niece, Amelia, who's um, five, and my niece, uh, Lily, who is, uh, I believe, three, three or four. And so, so, but instead of having them be the beneficiaries, I'm now going to make the trust the beneficiary. So if something happens to auntie, your money goes to a trust and the trust says, you thought you was getting this at 18. You're not. The trust <laughs> said, because normally a will says something happens to auntie. It goes to you. The court will hold it. When you turn 18, it goes, turns over. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to still be here. 
guiding you. So it goes yeah. to a trust now, not to you. And the trust, then I can have a trust, give it to you when you're 85, if I wanted to. So you can put things like that. Like, so it's not that at first I was like, well, Tony, um, it, should I put, for example, my home in a trust? And the problem with doing so is that when you put an asset like that in a trust, it is a taxable event. Meaning that mm. the trust has to purchase the home or if you transfer it to the trust, now the trust has to pay taxes on that home that, um, or you have to pay tax on the home because of the sale. So I was thinking like, I thought that I had to transfer, for example, like say I have like a, um, an investment account. Let's just say there's a, a million dollars in my investment account. And I'm like, okay, I want to put it in my trust. She's like, if you do that, you actually have to sell the investments and to put them into a trust. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. And she's like, what you're thinking about is, Tiffany, is that you really want to make, um, instead of your sisters, the beneficiaries of that investment account, you make the trust the beneficiary. And so if something happens to you, then it gets switched over. Do you see? And I was like, oh, so one of the benefits of a trust is one, being able to tell what you want your money to do years and years and years from now. But also a trust is going to allow you to, um, uh, sidesteps um, some taxes because um, like say for example in the state of California a state um, inheritance tax is pretty high so something happens to me and my heirs inherit the government is like ooh child half that is mine give mm-hmm. or take right but with a trust that's not so because no one is inheriting anything because it already belonged to the trust but if someone gotcha. wanted to go in and withdraw some of their money, then they'll pay income tax, but that's normal. So you're not paying this estate tax, but if you do withdraw money from the trust, then you pay income tax. So it helps to one, avoid probate, which basically is like the ringside circus to all your stuff Ugh. being divvied out. Yes. And two, it I'm helps you to, through that. like, I don't want to say avoid, but it helps you to side, sidestep um, um, inheritance tax because they're not really inheriting it. It The trust is holding it. The trust basically is like you continuing to live and divvying it out. So it's just really interesting because one of the one last thing for those of you who are business owners, because I know so many Brown Ambition listeners are business owners. I said, so Tony, how do I protect my business interests with the trust? Same. So my, um, my, and we should do this too. Honestly, Mandy, we need to get on our operating agreement for Brown Ambition sidebar. Um, my operating agreement for the literature Academy says, so my literature Academy, I have a business partner in that business. And it says, if something were to happen to me, my, um, my shares in the Academy will go to a trust not at first it said it was going to go to my husband, but now I'm like, no, no, no. She's like, this is wiser. It goes to that trust. And then from that trust, it, you know, gets divvied out to like my sisters, however. And so I'm like, okay, the rule of thumb with a trust is if you don't have at least $500,000 in assets, it kind of doesn't make sense. If you have over, I think it was like a million or two, or I think it's maybe 5 million in assets, something to that effect, you definitely ought to do it because the um, estate taxes would just be tremendous. So, yeah. So I hope that that's making, does that make sense that like a trust is like, I want to tell you what to do years from now. A will is like, I can only tell you what to do at the moment that I pass away. Yeah. And it's not just about, I mean, I guess, and to your point, again, I'm trying to repeat it so that it sticks to my brain. Mm -hmm. In a will, you could say, you could plot it all out. I want so-and-so to get this much at 18, that much at 25. But the key here is the tax um, the tax savings, because when it, mm-hmm. in, what's, when it's inherited by an estate, like you said, you don't have to, uh, or sorry, a trust, like you said, you don't have to pay that estate tax, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in, in they'll the will, pay taxes on it if say, they withdraw from it. And a will, there's more leeway for people not to listen. You know, like meaning like, 
you can say like, oh, you know, like I can say like, you know, Roman's going to inherit, you know, but, and I really want it to be parceled out, but it doesn't have, it's typically not going to happen that way because if you leave money, you can have some direction for it. But ultimately the state is like, once this child turns 18, that's their business. But with a trust, the trust is actually, there's a, there's a trustee in place that actually by law must divvy it out per your instruction. The state is not going to, the state is like the, the state that you live in, like New Jersey, New York, they don't work for you. They're like, sis, all this, when he turns 18, 13, no, 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 no. Like, you know, like when he turns 18, here's the, here's the life insurance. So that's another thing too, that's in my trust that my, my life insurance, especially with life insurance, cause that's usually where you have the most my life insurance, the beneficiary is going to be the trust because especially with the life insurance, they're like, girl, we don't care. None about your divvying. The person is going to get it upon your death unless they're a minor. And then we will hold it until they're 18. That's on you, how you want to divvy it up. But with the trust, the trust will divvy it up because they do work for you. And so just considering that if you have, if you start, have started to grow wealth beyond half a million dollars or so, um, like I'm not going to put my home in a trust because the taxes I would have to pay as a result would just be too much. Um, but making the trust the beneficiaries of parts of like my financial life is really going to help me to make sure that the the wealth that I have grown, you know, it sees more than one generation. That's really the key because if my heirs inherit via a will, it could be gone in one generation, but a trust allows me to say, even if that generation messes it up, I have set aside for the one after that and the one after that. And I was going to ask that. you, so do you have that in there? Like Roman's yes. heirs, mm-hmm. uh, Amelia's to. heirs, mm-hmm. Lily's mm-hmm. heirs. Oh, well, even okay. children that are not even born yet. Like for, for example, my sister Lisa yeah. is really young. She's like, you know, she hasn't had children yet, but if something happens to me, I want to put that in there. If another child is, you know, sired, this is what's going to happen. And so it's like, it's just like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. yeah. This and, is and the that's real stuff. Truly how you, yes. Like the grown, grown, like financial stuff. And I'm like, yeah. wow. It's so yeah. good. It's such good timing too. Not just because someone had advised me to do it, but I was on a panel on Friday, like a Juneteenth, early Juneteenth panel. Um, and there was this incredible woman who I would love to have on the show. Consider this your formal invitation, Dr. Jolly. <laughs> First of all, she has the most incredible name, Dr. Pamela Jolly. <laughs> she <laughs> is a generational wealth building expert in black communities. Mm. And she has de- dedicated her career to working in the black community and educating them on exactly what you're talking about. But her obsession, her her passion is how to pass on generational wealth. Mm-hmm. And she literally was just making this point about how in our communities, so much is focused on accruing the wealth and yes. it's in the passing on of it. Is that even the right grammar? Anyway, that mm-hmm. we are sorely undereducated. So I'm, I just, it's all synergy and all magic. Yes. I, I have to have her on someday, but um, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think like the overall message is like the work is not done when you just yes. earn the money. We ha- it's like it, the responsible thing to do truly for future generations is to um, take that money on a journey. And like, where is mm-hmm. that journey going to take? How far is yes. it going to go? And it's like you're ensuring that it's going to have a long, long, a long, long, long life. Because it's not just because I've seen people, you know, like um, there's this beautiful house here in Newark. Um, and, um, there's a woman here who used to live in that house and she was like, her grandmother was a, one of the first black women millionaires. I forget what she did. And she built this beautiful historic home. Well, now it's historic. And now that historic, that home is in disrepair. So I'm like, so your grandmother built millions 
It was passed on to your mom or dad. And now there's nothing for you. What a short-lived life of that wealth. And it's like, why? And so one, we have to pass on knowledge, not just the wealth. So I'm always in Alyssa's behind. Like like the other day she asked me, she's like, can you buy me um some summer clothes? I said, of course, sis, we can go right on to um, the outlet store and hit up Old Navy in the Gap because I know like they're going to have solid clothes. She was thinking, I was thinking more like Sheen. I was like, no. What is Sheen? <laughs> I'm not convinced that it's, we. I could go on. I'm convinced it's like a scam. How is everything $4.99? I mean, like, and what? I was like, since first of all, you don't, you don't hang up clothes. You're going to dry these clothes and they're going to be plastic. Like all, all, it's not happening. Right. But I'm always talking to Alyssa about finances because I know I won't be here forever and I want to pass on the knowledge. That's one. But just in case the knowledge don't stick, I am also passing along like your <laughs> kids, rails. kids, kids. Yes. And so that I think is what's missing that it's not to say because people make mistakes. There was this um, there was this really interesting YouTube um, documentary I was watching about the fo- the people of Appalachia. And there was a woman there. She had to be like in her 70s or 80s. And she did not have a, co- um, a college education or high school education. But she was just sharing how like generation after generation after generation of her family had lived in the Appalachian Mountains. And they had like 200 acres, something. Some, it was just beautiful property. Here this old woman is who was like, I don't have much learnings. And I've sent my kids to school. And my grandbabies are all college educated. And this son is an attorney and da, 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 all this stuff. But guess what? All this property that I have, one thing I didn't know was I put it in the trust. She said, and when she said at the time I didn't get it, and I get it now, she said, because there won't be any weak links in this family <laughs> destroying our legacy. And what she meant was with a will, my with a will, you say my son inherits this property. Great. But your son can then sell it to Walmart. Then what? Because you can only tell him what to do at the moment of your passing. You inherited it. With a trust is my son inherits his property and can never sell it. That's what the trust says. And has to pass it on to his son and his son and his son. So with a trust, you can say years from now what to do. And she basically was like, I don't want any weak links selling off this generational ancestral land, you know, to make a quick buck. Cause she said, this land is doesn't just belong to my son. And, you know, my daughter, whatever, it belongs to all those that come after him. And I was like, wow, you know, and so that's what's like, so, you know, it's just critically important. Estate planning is so important. And you might think to yourself, let me just give you a little encouragement. If you're like, well, I don't have a ton of money and yada, yada, yada. My husband, candidly, so never made over $60,000 a year. And before I got to him, this man had a personal policy of $250,000 that he set aside for his daughter. He had um, policies at, at work. I think his the, the job policies o- almost total about four hundred thousand well, because he had life insurance at the job um, for about two hundred um, thousand, and then he also had a pension, which was like another one fifty two hundred thousand, something to that effect. And so this is all before I got to him. Like he got additional um, life insurance at work. I just found out additional life insurance at work. So this is someone who. My husband, who did never made over sixty thousand, he prepared for his. And, and meanwhile, he got the the, the two hundred fifty thousand dollars policy when when my stepdaughter Alyssa was five. So he prepared in advance for God forbid something happened. Now it's not enough that Alyssa will never have to work, but it's enough that she doesn't have to worry about school. She doesn't have to worry about her first car. She doesn't have to worry about prom. 
She doesn't have to worry about her sweet 16 that's coming up. She doesn't have to worry about even like the down payment on her first house, all those kind of like dad-esque financial things. This man who did not go to college, who did not make more than 60, provided for his family in this way. And so I I just, I'm encouraging you, you know, that you can, you don't have to make, I'm saying that because you don't have to make a ton. I know it's like, oh, well, Tiffany, that's easy for you to say, girl, what's your budget? He said, no, take me out of it. This is what he did. And so I just, I just want you to know that it is possible for you to do the same. Um, It just means that you have to look at your paperwork and make a conscious choice. And that trust thing is so critically important because there are parts of his estate plan that he entrusted to folks who have now decided to not do what he initially intended. And so with the trust, there is no option to behave like that. And so that's why like, I've really been on a crusade myself to be like, Mm-mm. put it in trust if, you, if it makes sense for you. Make sure you have a very clear will about what you want to happen with your funds and do not trust that someone else will take care of it. You can literally have the directions written in trust and in will and not have to worry about like a, someone else you know, looking after the funds on your behalf or behalf of your child. Because when money comes, people act funny when, you know, when the money hits. Can we talk about this magical, mystical trustee? Because in my brain, I'm picturing like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Like that's in like a real fire business suit, like maybe something that he wore in ballers. Not that I have, you know, solidified those to memory because he's fine. <laughs> but anyway, I picture him like protecting the the vault. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But where does one get the trustee? And is it through your financial, is it a financial firm? Is it your attorney? What if she dies? Like, how does that all work? So, I mean, I'm not an attorney. So, but I, so I know that I'm a, a revocable trust. You can be the trustee on a revocable trust, which is what they suggest that you be a trustee and then you have backup trustees, right? So you're going to want for your backup trustee to your point, you're going to want someone who, you know, like has some basic education. It's not that, you know, that a backup trustee is not going to be allowed to just run rampant because they can easily be sued for not doing what the trust says. Um, and so you're going to want someone who, you know, at least can kind of understand the process is not going to be overwhelmed by it. Um, I don't know if you can ask your financial advisor, if I'm being honest, I just know with the revocable trust. I feel like that that's be- who it would be like an estate planning attorney, like mm-hmm. someone who's objective ish yes. and isn't a family member. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm. I'm not gonna lie that I'm in the part now where I just spoke with Tony today, and she was like, "Oh, for for a just so you know, a revocable trust is a trust that you can make changes on. You know, you know, you could make whatever decisions you want. Like that's when you hear people say, "I'm taking you out the um the trust." You could do that with revocable (laughs) trust. An irrevocable trust is laxist. That means you can't change beneficiaries or people without everyone in the the who are beneficiaries agreeing. So I'll give you an example. Um, Kobe Bryant listened to his mama and was like, mm, I don't know if I trust um, Vanessa and them. And like, you know, because um, I have children and I want to make sure, God forbid, something happens to me that my kids are looked after. So he had an irrevocable trust created for his children where the vast majority, like he left her something, obviously, like generously, but the vast majority of his wealth went to his girls. Now, here's the thing. The way his trust was set up, he did not add a child until they turned one. So when he passed away, the baby was not one yet. And an irrevocable trust is basically locked. Unless everyone's in agreement, we can make a change. So she had to petition the courts to say, reasonably so, my husband would want his daughter in this kid's trust because that's what we did. She just was not one yet. 
So they, the, the, you know, the judge had to be like, okay, okay, everybody's okay. And so, um, but he made it irrevocable because he didn't want, like, God forbid, Vanessa, like, thinks she's dating someone now. Let's just say she marries this new guy and this new guy has four children of his own. And she's like, well, and he was like, well, I want my kids to have some of that money too. Kobe's from the grave is like, not my money. That <laughs> irrevocable trust cannot be broken open to add some new folks. And so we have to be careful with irrevocable trust because it really is irrevocable. You can't just be like, I'm mad at my sister. She can't be in it anymore. It's irrevocable, sis, unless you call your sister and say, can you agree for me to remove you from that trust? So for now, I'm starting with a revocable trust. And maybe as I get a little older, like let's just say I'm 80, I'm like, well, let me go ahead and lock this in so can't nobody come in here make some changes. Um, but yeah, th that's the difference. But, and then with an irrevocable, I believe if I vaguely remember that, I don't know if you are allowed to be your own trustee. I think you do have to mm. get a trustee for an irrevocable. I don't quote me on that, but I know for a fact for a revocable that you can be a trustee and you should also have like some sort of like backup trustee. Yeah. I want, I want backups on backups on backups. Yes, that's the whole point, sure. right? Is it was, what if something happens to you? I'll just give you some quick little homework that Tony had given me before we had our call, a trust call. She said, name your trust. I mean, you can call it balloons. They don't care. You know, but one thing she did say is be careful about naming your trust, your name, like Tiffany Alice trust, because trust can't be sued. So someone might be Googling like I'm suing mm. Tiffany and they're like, Ooh, girl. She got, Ooh, she got money in trust. Oh, not my bubbles trust. <laughs> bubbles yeah. of them. Good luck finding that. You know, like that's not <laughs> obviously the name of my trust. <laughs> that's not the name uh, of it. But just so you know, name it, but be mindful about using your name out of, you know, just because. Uh, two, figure out the beneficiaries of your trust. You know, so like I said, for me, it's the kids and my sisters, yada, yada. Um, three, you have to figure out what bank you're going to want your trust because you have to fund it. And then uh, um, four, alternative trustees. So certainly you can be a trustee, but she like, you know, you have to figure out like, you know, what are some alternative trustees? Um, so, yeah. So I, I just think like, honestly, and as I move through the process, I will come up like, oh, today in trust, we did this because I think it's important for us to all learn because honestly, as much as M Mandy and I have all this financial education, trust are, yes, it's financial education, but it's also just a lot of law. And so mm -hmm. I'm not an attorney and neither is Mandy. And so we get to learn like firsthand, like, oh, that's how you do it. So as I learn more, I definitely will share more. Isn't that the magic of the show? You come mm -hmm. along for the journey. In a couple of years yes. now, it will be like, yeah, remember that trust? Oh, yeah, we were babies then. <laughs> we're talking. I don't know what we'll be doing a couple of years from now. Who knows? But yeah, that's awesome. And I, I think so. I, I definitely want to have Dr. Jolly on. I got to remember to invite her on because yes. I think about my great grandpa, great granddaddy Woodruff was a, mm. my dad, I had no idea. He was a successful farmer and he had a profitable mm. farm in Carrollton, Georgia, land and cattle and farmland and was a businessman. Wow. And my, like a couple of generations from him, Lots of my dad's family are are have not ever seen a piece of that, and and it was very much because of that lack of the passing on of generational wealth mm -hmm. and the you mentioned the probates and the so and so yeah. sold the land to uh, a developer, just like you said. Yes. And I'm just beginning. I'm having like these conversations that are blowing my mind. Um, mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to get down to Carrollton, Georgia, and I want to learn all about this. But yeah, such a relevant you conversation. Said you should have been a trust fund baby. <laughs> <laughs> It's a shame too, you know. I, I, know. I my my living uncles, my great uncles, they were sharecroppers. Like, you know, I'm not. It's not, and that's what Dr. Jolly talks about is how 
you know, how close we are to ancestors who were working in fields as slaves and then sharecropping and all of that. And, you know, and being four generations from that and the lack of education, like you're saying, that's why it's so crucial, um, has created this like fractured, um, this fractured, like timing, this fractured growth where we're not actually benefiting and building upon that foundation. It's like, we've got to like tear the house down each generation and start from scratch. Yes, and we got to yes. like break that cycle. Yes, absolutely. I love that, so like I look forward to more of your gems. I love that. Tear the house down with each generation, literally rebuilding every single generation. That's such a great analogy. Yeah. Cause my granddad, my great granddaddy Woodruff had to learn the same stuff I'm learning, you know, different, mm. different industry. Obviously I'm not out here with pigs, but all those lessons, you know, yeah. all, uh, who knew? I, I didn't know that I was, that was in my history. So yeah, powerful, powerful, powerful stuff. And thank you as always for sharing and letting us peek into your, <laughs> get some, some free secondhand advice. We love it. <laughs> my, my messy life. <laughs> yes. So we should cut to a quick break. I know hopefully you've been furiously taking notes. We'll be right back with some brown boost or brown break. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know, we work hard and we play hard. But when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment automated investment and savings app can help it do keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what, 
I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. And now it's time to boost up, break up, boost up, break up, boost up, break up, boost break. Hurry, my lymph nodes are swelling. <laughs> I feel it. It's coming oh, no. for me. <laughs> okay. Are we going to boost or you going to break? I think we decided we're going to do like a joint boosty breaky, right? We have to do a collective boosty breaky. A themed for, booster breaky, if you will. A themed boosty breaky, yes. <laughs> we are just six days. Well, when you guys hear this, just a few days away from Juneteenth, mm-hmm. which of course celebrates the emancipation of slaves and moving on to a new a new future. And finally, Juneteenth is getting some shine. We have mm-hmm. company holidays. It's a federal holiday now, right? Yeah. Thanks to, which I was like, oh, to Biden. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but shout out to producer Imani who sent us this article from Newsweek about how (laughs) some, y'all are just, it's cracking me up, but also why not? You know, there's this whole debate about reparations. Mm -hmm. Black folks of the internet said, why wait? Why wait for legislation? Let's start giving people our cash apps and letting them go ahead and donate (laughs) reparations to us. So this has apparently been happening on Twitter. So Twitterverse has been talking about all the different ways to send money to Black Americans directly via Cash App, Venmo, Apple Pay, and Zelle. People have been telling their followers to comment with their usernames, and they may be sent money to celebrate the holiday. So y'all want to make some quick cash? Have you ever seen people like, you know, have you ever given to anybody? Like not just for Juneteenth, but in general, like cash? Yeah, I I do love my TikTok. And I I feel like part of your TikTok bio these days is like a cash app um, Mm -hmm. name, especially for the beauty of TikTok is I I sometimes will get on my For You page homeless people who are living in shelters and are sharing Mm -hmm. their experience. And there is this mom and it really struck a chord to me because she had recorded herself doing her daughter's hair and her she had a a toddler and a baby and um, are in a homeless shelter. This was like live a couple of days ago in, her, in a homeless shelter in the Bronx. And I can't remember her name. But yeah, she had, she wasn't even asking for money necessarily, but TikTokers will tend to ask you, you know, if you're, if you're posting, like, what's your cash app? Mm. And so, um, yeah, I did donate. I did donate to her and that felt, okay. it felt good. It felt good to be able to see something and then do something. Yes. You know, feel like I mm-hmm. made it a tiny bit better. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's always nice. I, I did that for a, um, there's a YouTuber, not a YouTuber, uh, um, Instagrammer. I think it's like mainly Manny or something like that, but he's hilarious. And he was like struggling with like, I think he couldn't afford rent or his grandmother had recently passed away and he had been staying with her and it just, he was having a hard time. But I know that when I was having my hardest of times, it's one of the few places I knew I could laugh because he does the skits and stuff. And so I said, you know what? When I saw that, I gave him like 50 to 100 bucks. I can't remember. You know, I, I just cash dapped him um, some money because I was just like, you know, you've helped me get through a hard time. Hopefully this is a little something to help you. Yeah, it looks like it, it worked because later he said, thank you guys so much. You know, I was able to find an apartment or whatever he was looking for. And so, I mean, I know it's odd. It just feels like people giving you money because when I first saw people putting their cash apps, I'm like, that seems weird. But then someone gave me money. 
Um, I did not ask for it. I was doing an IG live maybe like a couple of weeks ago. And when I got off, it said, Tiffany, you earned $10 in badges. I'm like, what? So apparently when you're live, people can like basically send you money by purchasing a badge. And I can't remember how much you have to make in order to like do a withdrawal, but I'm not there yet. I'm like, you know, 20 bucks in, but I'd not asked for that. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it's definitely, be, it's making it easier for creators to see some financial gain. I mean, I still think it's really hard um, to to get to a place where you're making money directly from the platform itself. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, you can sell your product mm-hmm. and make money that way. But, you know, TikTok and IG are both hopefully working on ways to to help creators make more. But it's not, it, it has a long ass way to go. A long way um, to go. I was thinking about this whole national holiday, you know, now it's a national holiday. Um, even our podcast network Cumulus, we're just trying to figure out what we're going to do next week because they are celebrating or they're observing Juneteenth on that Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, I love that companies in our country have finally recognized as a holiday, but I, I like the idea of, okay, so what are we going to do? You know, MLK mm-hmm. day became a day of service and companies mm-hmm. would, you know, give back in that way. Yes. I, if you're at a company that has, you know, it lets you guys observe, observe Juneteenth, I would still not, I wouldn't, I would not stop asking for, you know, what are the retention rates for workers of color? How are black people at this company succeeding? Especially if you're interviewing, asking Mm -hmm. those questions in interview, I I really recommend people ask them. And and sometimes I get like, really, you're going to bring up race in an interview. I I would much rather know, you know, before I join a company, if there's anyone, especially when I'm coming into a company, you know, at my level, maybe VP, SVP, I would want to know upfront, you know, what are my odds of success here? And does anyone look like me? And do they have a proven track record of women of color winning? And if the answer is no, then I would definitely think twice about, you know, joining that company. So even though I just don't think it's an, obviously it's a nice gesture, but, um, you have to continue holding these companies responsible for doing a lot damn more. Yes. It's like, like when they slap on, like, you know, right now it's pride. Like we get it. The Oreo has, um, um, has a rainbow filling, but Oreo, what are you doing behind the scenes to support that community financially? Okay. So like, that's the thing that, you know, a lot of these companies will slap on, you know, Oh, it's, it's black history month. Everything is black, 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 black. And then you look at like, you know, the way, uh, like the way they, they're hiring practices. You look at, you know, how many people are promoted. I'd much rather that than saying like, I've got this t-shirt that says black on it. Um, I remember there was a company that refused Just black. to do. <laughs> Just black. <laughs> black. Um, there's this company I was told, they wanted me to partner. This is like during the height of like George Floyd and that, you know, Black Lives Matter movement. And they wanted me to do like um, a, they wanted me to do an IG takeover. And I was like real sassy then. I was like, mm, okay, well, can you tell me how many employees you have, black employees you have? Amazing. I was like, literally yes. zero. I said, okay, what about contractors? Well, you would be, oh, I get to be the first? No. Yep. And I was like, well, what about, forget black, what about just people of color? Mandy, I was like, damn, the bar was in hell. And then <laughs> I was like, they're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. You know, when we run ads and stuff, we do hire some, like, you know, you know, people to do our commercials. I'm like, oh, so you take the black dollar, but you just don't pay black people. How cute for you. Yeah. Kick rocks. And so for like every month after that, they would be updating like, hey, w- you know, we, we're, we're trying to hire blacks. I, I, honestly, it was really terrible. It was, 
it was giving cringe. And I'm like, honestly, I don't need your updates. Like, you know, look in the mirror for that. Like, you don't have yeah. to update me every month. I'm not working with you. Like, the answer is, and oh no. Um, because more you know, you wanted me to yes. be your, your, so much more your black band-aid. Yeah, so no. Nah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you have to make them uncomfortable. I remember having a conversation with our podcast network about how we have no black producers. Hi, Imani. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And when a, when a position opened up, you were you were on hiatus, but I sure did email my buddy John. Like, hi, you can cut this out if you guys decide to. It's fine. But I think people keep should it. know. Keep, keep it. it. Damn it. Keep it. It's true. <laughs> I think people should know. They should know that you, if, if you have a teeny tiny bit of power and you feel yeah. so moved, why not ask? You ain't got to be black to do it either. You really yeah. don't. Um, yep. You know, one company that I think is getting it right. Maybe I, I hope that, that I'm not wrong here, but Target seems to be stacking their wins. Like Tabitha Brown okay. just launched a beautiful yeah. collection. I went and grabbed me a nice dress from her collection. A lot of it is a bit, is, is Tabitha Brown, right? Yes. Explosion. <laughs> Yeah. But they, you know, they have the, they focus on getting and and spotlighting and amplifying black businesses, you know, in their yeah. stores and actually helping mm -hmm. you identify so that if how you want to celebrate Juneteenth is purchasing from a black business that you can mm -hmm. go to Target and potentially do that. You can also do it, you know, we'll post a link in the, in the show notes for um, some roundups of black businesses. Maybe you could purchase from and yeah. just, you know, vote with your dollars. Um, I'm like, so um, although Target, I never see my book anymore in Target. Is it sold out or are you just not purchasing more? Wait. I mean, it's, every time I go to Target, I'm like, donde esta mi libro? Look at my Spanish. That means where's my <laughs> book for those of you who are not bilingual like me and Mandra. Yeah, um, yeah, no. mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I'm like, for real, I'm always like, where is it? Has it sold out or it's sold is out. it not here? Target, wait. I thought we were friends. People way, line up no, in the mornings that. and they wait and they say, give me <laughs> No, but um, no, but honestly, that's, I mean, and to your point, I don't know for sure, but it does seem as if, because there are a lot of people who I know, like there's um makeup line, um, who, what's her name? Um, she's out of Detroit. Her name is Melissa. She's got her make, oh, the lip, um, the lip bar. No, I think it is a lip bar. Um, and she's got this new makeup line called the thread. Also, um, uh, she's another woman who makes the t-shirts. Who's the woman that makes, um, uh, mess in a bottle. Uh, oh, Kalila, yeah, 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 Kalila yeah. Wright. And so she had this whole thing. Also, Unique, um, uh, oh, I don't remember Unique's last name, but she's got this company called Because of Them We Can, but she created this really fun game called Culture Tags. And so like that's highlighted at Target. So yeah, I do like that they seem to be going out of their way to highlight and create space for these um, black businesses, honeypot, which we have to talk about. You know, we don't talk about this this week, but honeypot. I know we keep wanting yes. to talk about that, but yes, yeah. Honey so, pot but like, um, is one. Yeah. So, and what's the butter guess, bar that you always talk about? Uh, yeah, but I don't think the butter bar is in um is in Target because they the thing about oh, Target meant, is aren't they black owned? Oh yeah, yeah, they're great. And so puka, yeah, butter bar. Um, I don't see, but yeah. So I just. I like that, you know, we, Mandy and I here try to create space, obviously, for like black and brown women, you know, whether it's in our own companies, I would say 90% of my company are um, black and brown women, um, heavy on the black, but although we have other women as well. Um, and then that, that's, you know, I intentionally try to create a space, obviously, like I'm, I'm looking to hire the best that's out there, but we really try to create a space where it's like, sis, you could be the best, come on in here. You know, let's interview because I certainly have interviewed a wide range of folks and, you know, but been very, very conscious since that's the large audience I speak to. I wanted that folks that really understood who we're speaking to, how and why. Um, so that's what I look for, too. Um, plus, that's there honestly is no who change without me. intention. 
Yes, exactly. You have to be intentional. So I guess the boost here is lip service. We see you. And then the the um, Wait, that's the, the break. Boost, the break. That's the break. The break is is the lip service, and the boost is for those who are really doing it. Um, so we, you know, boot 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 for you. Shout out to my neighborhood for having a cookout. Is everyone invited? I don't know. Actually, I'm not invited. <laughs> I am. I'm in the COVID house now. Shit. Oh no. I have no Juneteenth. <laughs> You know what? I'm actually doing taking part in a Juneteenth event on Sunday. Let me let me pull it up. I'm, I'm over here wilding because it's like literally everyone's going to be there. Tanya speaking, Earn Your Leisure, Ash Cash. It's like, honestly, of all the financial events I've ever done, it's hands down. I've never seen more people. <laughs> like, oh, incredible. Speaking. Going down. I found it. Tiffany Aliche's tweet. Going down with Angela Lee. Angela Yee. Biggest financial education event in NYC in honor of the Black Money Forum. That's what it's called. You Ooh, tweeted yeah. it. I found it. I know. Well, I didn't tweet it, but you know, love. Oh, look at the melanin. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. yes. So, okay. Yes. I so see you in the red. It's gonna like doors Ash open cash. at one p.m. Mm-hmm. And I investing think stocks, real estate, credit, business, personal finance, free community event, blackmoneyforum.com. Got yes. it. So it's gonna be. It seems like it's really gonna be super awesome. And so yeah, but I love it because it's it's on Juneteenth. It's full of black educators. We're talking everything that you could think of about money. And it's sponsored by B E and the T. Um, so it's super black. <laughs> so more black mm-hmm. and black, black, black. And I almost Is it gonna be positive. in person? Yes. And I'm almost positive that it's free. Um, it is free. So, it says so. Free community yeah. event. So if yeah, you're in so NYC, blackmoneyforum.com. Mm-hmm. It's at the King's Theater, which is in Brooklyn, off Flatbush. Can it be any blacker than that? Flatbush, no. Brooklyn. <laughs> the, it, every, I get a shade darker with every sentence you utter. <laughs> ah, so join us on over there. <laughs> Just saying a lot. I am getting pretty tan from watching my caterpillars hatch. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. That's so exciting. Happy Juneteenth, y'all. I hope you celebrate, acknowledge it in some, in some way. Yes. I'll be celebrating it from my couch. <laughs> watching endless hours of blippy <laughs> so post pics and <laughs> all live vicariously through y'all oh and thank you for doing all your right. homework some of y'all some of y'all did not do your homework they're sending us the like continue i love that continue to, to screenshot and tag us in how much the apple stock does it apple no amazon oh yeah amazon, amazon. Child. yes yeah so because ta- I love to see, I want to see the progression because it was like 124 when we um, chatted, like, right, Mandy? Like, and then yeah. someone sent it to me. I was like, oh, wow, it's going all the way down. It was like 109. And so yeah. like as of right now, let me pull it up right quick because it's going to be your homework to screenshot and tag. And we, um, I promise next time because we're running out right now, but we'll, we'll actually uh, shout you out because I think that it's really good to like... You get to see like how Amazon be going up and down. Now, it, someone tagged me like yesterday. Now it's 104. So it's, tro- it's dropped everything yeah. like $20 a share already. So, yeah. yeah. This is why I'm going to stick to my index fund. Is it going to keep going down? Maybe I'll buy some. I don't know. So keep an eye on So let's talk about it. Like it's 104.28 right now. So screenshot what the stock price is of Amazon when you're listening to this. Tag the BA podcast on Twitter. And you know what? Because I do want to like honor it. Mandy, are, do you have access I'm, to I'm Twitter? reading it. Can you just like, reading- just shout a few people out just so we could be like, yeah, thank you? So shout out to D Brown 2115. She did her homework. Mm-hmm. Let's see who else. 
Meg, oh, Megan, Megan or Megan? I don't know. Wasn't that like a Key and Peele skit? Anyway, Megan at Lush Zeb. She she tweeted us when it was 118 a share. Pandemic Baby said it was, yep, also tweeted us when it was at 118. First Gen Rise, at First Gen Rise tweeted us. It was at 120. We're just going backwards up the hill. Um, And then I am Malakia. Malakia? Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. I am Malakia. Said just heard episode 311. I also enjoyed the podcast and welcome back Tiffany. And she took a screenshot. It was at 122. Ooh, All right, y'all. You see? Oh, one more. Ava Lucian. Yeah, we're going back. Maybe I'll start at the beginning <laughs> next time. Um, <laughs> but hopefully, and it shows you too, it's just how easy it is to Google and see yes. where the prices are at. And even on Google, they do a good job. You can see the historic value of companies, yes. where they've been in the past, where they're going. It's yes. the big, if that's but the first thing you've ever Googled a stock. Like this. You I feel it. like we should do that. We should give a little homework and be like, this is where you submitted. So we give you a little <laughs> shout out, right? I like that. So yeah. continue your homework, tag um, at the BA podcast, and we will shout you out at the end of next episode. Yeah. Let's see how the stock is doing. Hopefully, eventually we'll be able to say it's up, it's up. Because right now it's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, even if you're just investing in general, tweet us, let us yes. know how things are going. We want to support. Yeah. Always. Well, thank y'all for another incredible week of Brown Ambition. Stay tuned for BA Q&A on Friday. We will be here with a new episode this coming Friday. So we'll talk to y'all then. Bye. Hey, BA fam. We could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.